Hello, I'm Bishop Shane Parker, and this is ADO on the Move for Saturday, October 10th, 2020. Thanksgiving weekend in the Ottawa Valley, and across our beautiful diocese, churches are celebrating what we refer to as Harvest Thanksgiving, where we give thanks for the bounty of the earth, remembering that everything is from God. Each moment of our lives, each moment as the world journeys through time and space, is a gift from God. And our giving of thanks is best expressed when we allow all the gifts that we've been given to be shared to the glory of God, contributing to civil society, to justice and healing in our local communities, in our country, and across the face of the earth. I pray that this Thanksgiving weekend will be one where you are deeply conscious that all things are held in God's hands. And even as we make our way through a pandemic, the earth is the Lord's. I begin today's podcast with a conversation I had with Jane Scanlon, who is our Director of Stewardship and Communications. And she talks about her call to the Ministry of Stewardship. Jane, you've been in the Ministry of Stewardship for a long time. Uh, I'd say about 25 years. 25 years. Can you tell us how you got into the Ministry of Stewardship? Well, it's an interesting story. I, I do feel like I was called into it. I remember when I was at Queen's University, I, I took a course um, in religious studies, and a segment of the course was on stewardship, the, the you know the theology of mm-hmm. it, and, and of course we also got into the financial aspects of it as part of the course. And I, I remember thinking to myself, well, that's all very interesting, but I'll never be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and, Everyone who's called to ministry has that. I'm never right, going to do that exactly. experience. But it, it's it, you know it, it's sort of it stayed with me. And then later, as I was doing graduate studies, I actually had started my PhD and was working on my coursework, and I realized that that actually wasn't where I was supposed to be. And I remember being just really puzzled because I'd spent so much time in, you know, in school and studying and doing research, and there were many aspects about it that I loved. So I started to pray about it, and I remember sitting on a bench in a park, you know, with the sunlight coming down on me, and just sort of thinking about, you know, what what's my next step in my life? And it was almost like this voice came into my head that said, go into fundraising. And I said, no. 
<laughs> That's you, the usual response when God calls someone. Right. Is, you know, read the story of the call of Moses someday. <laughs> I said, you know, I said, no, I, I would be the least likely person to have any success at that. I mean, I'm, as many people know, I'm, I'm a big introvert. My vision of what a fundraiser would be not an introvert, mm-hmm. to say the least. So anyway, it kept coming back a few times, and I kept saying no. So I left the graduate studies, and I actually went back home to Kingston, and I went and took a very quickie community college course to get all of those sort of pieces of knowledge that you don't get necessarily when you're doing more sort of theoretical work, more of the sort of practical brass tacks, which was great. And this was, um, this was in the 90s when there was a big recession on. And then all of a sudden there was this position that opened up with the uh, Salvation Army in public relations and fundraising. Mm-hmm. And I applied for it. And ever since that door opened, every single career position mm-hmm. that I've had has had at least some sort of fundraising aspect mm-hmm. to it, as well as, you know, for the most part, I've worked for religious organizations. Mm-hmm. So um, went from uh, the Salvation Army to um, the Diocese of the Arctic, mm-hmm. ended up spending some time in Iqaluit, which was quite a, an adventure. And then from there went to the Diocese of Toronto, which is really where I... Um, you know, uh, gained so much experience in both mm-hmm. stewardship, working with parishes, as well as, you know, these financial development fundraising mm-hmm. side of thing. And then this, this position with the Diocese of Ottawa was advertised and it was, it was like my dream job. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, being interviewed by the bishop at the time and I, I said to the bishop, you know, um, I I really love this this work, this ministry. It's really in my heart. Um, but you know, I, if you're looking for a big personality to head head this up, I, I'm probably not. I'm 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 not. I'm not <laughs> it. Even though I really really wanted the mm-hmm. job, and uh, I just I just really believe that that you know God is active in our lives in mysterious ways, and that if we're you know, with that first sort of instance of really not listening to the calling mm-hmm. and spending a couple of years, it felt like spinning my wheels. I've really learned to listen yes. very carefully to to you know what I'm what I'm hearing um, or when I pray, just sort of well, guide guideposts. Sure, right? um, I think God, you know, call from God is not a one of. No, we're always being called to share the gifts we've been given more fully, and we're always being shaped in a sense. Say, eh? it's so true. Part of stewardship is recognizing that it's a relationship with God first and foremost. It's so true, sure. and a relationship with each other, mm-hmm. and the encouragement of the sharing of, of our gifts, mm-hmm. and how liberating it is. It really to is. share freely. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jane. I'm really grateful for you and all the wisdom and expertise and love you have for the church and for the work that you're called to do in it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Shane.
during the last week of September, I drove down through Lanark County, making my way to Toronto for meetings of the Provincial House of Bishops and Provincial Council. Some of the people attending the meetings, of course, appeared virtually as we observed pandemic restrictions and kept the number of people at St. James Cathedral in Toronto to a bare minimum. Along with myself, two other people were there from the Diocese of Ottawa, the Venerable Catherine Otley, and Lily Frampton, who is our youth representative on Provincial Council. I enjoyed speaking with Lily about her experience of growing up in the church and being a youth leader at this time. Tell me a little bit about your ministry in the Diocese of Ottawa, the kinds of things you've been doing. Sure. So, um, so I attend the parish of Christchurch Bells Corners, um, the west end of Ottawa. I grew up there, and then when I came back to Ottawa, I moved back. I'm one of the church musicians, so rather than having an organist, we have like a worship team. Right. So I'm uh, part of that. I'm part of my parish council as a synod representative, so I've attended several diocesan synods before. I'm one of the youth leaders there. And then when I was a teenager, I used to be a server. And do you connect with other youth leaders in the diocese during, during the pandemic? Yeah, so a few of us, uh, we've been trying to get together virtually just to see how the kids are, are faring because at the end of last school year, everyone was sort of forced to learn online. Whereas at the beginning of this school year, students are being, the given, are being given the choice of either fully learning online or spending every other day online and alternating days at school. How is that affecting the way young people are connecting outside of school? I mean, if you've been on a, online all day, do you want to be connecting online yeah, all night? Yeah, it's definitely been a challenge at, at first. Like at the beginning of the shutdown in March, it was easier for me to be able to like send out a message and have the youth come all at the same time, I think it's just a lot of screen time, like you said. They're spending a lot of time on the screen for school, and then maybe to chat with family who live far away, and and then sometimes screens are also used for entertainment, to watch movies sure. and so on. A lot so of screen time. A said. lot of screen time, yeah. and um, yeah. with various schedules, not everyone goes to the same school or the same school board, so... Lily, you've been involved in, in ministry with young people for a long time. A bit of a high-level question, but what would your advice be to our diocesan church concerning youth? That is a really good question. Yeah. It's a big question. Should we see young people as a separate group in the church, or are they really part of the whole church? I think that like, in the same way that youth should be seen as part of the church, like they're equally valued. You know, it's not like it's not just the kids going to their parents' church. They should see it as they're going to their church right. with their parents. Right. Um, sort of members in their own right, connecting in their yeah. own right. In my experience, the best youth ministry is when everybody knows the names of young people and miss them when they're gone. Yeah. You know, they're part of it all and loved for who they are as individuals yeah. and, and participate in whatever way suits their individual gifts and so on. Does that, yeah. that make sense to you? I think so. Like yeah. Yeah, right. Being part of the whole yeah. is really important. Being part of the church, not just... Yeah, like being part of the church, but also like being invited to doing things sure. rather than feeling like right. they have to do certain things. Like, or, oh, we'll get the young people to do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. actually ask them. Yeah, make sure that ask they, people they have if they time want to be involved. interested. Yeah, and, yeah. 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 Rather than being volunteered yeah. for things. But, 
Well, thank you for your time today, Lily. And it's good to see most of you. We both have very interesting masks on, like yes. everybody else, but <laughs> it's good to spend time with you. Thanks so much. Yeah. In the early 1980s, I lived on the corner of Sunnyside Avenue and Riverdale in Old Ottawa South in the city of Ottawa. And I joined the Church of Trinity Ottawa South, and Paul Blunt was my parish priest. Paul ended up baptizing my two sons, and he also was very helpful to me as I discerned a vocation to ordained ministry in the church. Paul himself was ordained 50 years ago in Canterbury Cathedral, and I met with him recently to talk about what it was like to be ordained in 1970 by the Archbishop of Canterbury. So, Paul, take me back 50 years ago. It's 1970, September. What was happening for you in Canterbury Cathedral? Well, that's that's when I was ordained a deacon. And uh, it, it was an interesting time because 1970 was also the 800th anniversary of the martyrdom of Thomas Beckett. In the cathedral? In, in, the, in the cathedral, yes. So I, I was ordained but a few feet away from where he died, yes. Well, my goodness. And it was Archbishop Michael Ramsey. Michael Ramsey, that's the great, right. The great Archbishop yes, Ramsey. Yes, 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 yes. And what was his manner with you, Paul, as you were preparing for ordination? He, he, he's, he's a man who has, I think, a great sense of humor. And so a, a, anything that's, that's fun and uh, is a joke, he, 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 would find he, it. he thoroughly enjoyed. I, I sometimes think he was, he perhaps was, was a bit of a shy person, strangely. There was a, a story I know going around where his chaplain would often warn people before an interview that there may be periods of silence. <laughs> he's, he's thinking of what to say next. Interesting. <laughs> so, but but he, he was uh, very kind, I think, in many ways, and, uh, and both through the process of that and, and, and subsequently as well. Uh, uh, when we came to Canada in, in 1973, I remember I got a very, a very warm letter from him wishing me well, despite his many other duties. I think he, he, he really did try to, to be the bishop of the diocese. Mm -hmm. We had a pre-ordination retreat before the ordinations, which was held in in the old palace, uh, and he led uh, he led the. Uh, he he was not the retreat leader, but he was there all okay. the way through. He talked about his own ordination uh, as a deacon, which I, I think was in the diocese of Liverpool. They'd completed the ordination retreat, but the the ordination was taking place somewhere other than where the retreat had been. Uh, it wasn't in the cathedral and they'd arranged for a fleet of cars to take the ordinance to the ordination and he was in the the last car and the driver wasn't sure of the way and was relying on following everybody else but, but got lost and so they were driving around and then suddenly came upon a church with lots of people going in and, oh this must be it so he 
jumped out of the car and his, grabbed his vestments and went into the church and, and then he said, it was a Roman Catholic church. <laughs> Maybe if I'd stayed, I'd now be Pope. <laughs> a lovely sense so of humor. That was a good example yeah, of his well, sort of sense. It, yeah. it sounds like a well-developed sense of humor is probably the best advice anyone could give a priest <laughs> in yeah, the yeah, church. Yes, yes. Yeah. Paul, I, I'm so grateful to you for this interview, and Paul, so grateful to have benefited from your ordained ministry in many, many ways uh, over the mm -hmm. years, mm -hmm. uh, starting with you being my parish priest so long ago when I discerned a vocation well, to a priesthood it, myself. Yeah, yes, indeed, and yeah. it's, I'm very happy to say that that man who came to uh, tell me he won, had aspirations to be ordained is now my bishop. <laughs> Thank you so much, Paul, and blessings to you in your continued ministry and to Jean and your family. Thank you very much, Church. And that concludes episode two of season two of ADO on the Move. This podcast is a production of the Anglican Diocese of Ottawa, with sound editing by Nicholas Piper, harp music by Gordon Johnson, and production assistance by Heidi Fawcett. May the gentle peace of Christ be with you and those you love on earth and in heaven. May God's bounty fill your hearts and minds on this Harvest Thanksgiving weekend. God bless and talk soon.